What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. I am your host with the most, most host, hosting the mostest, Corey DLG. With me as usual is little brother Nico. Wow, that's a lot of host. I, I most host the hostess mostest. Understandable. The moistest hostess, cake treats. What? What happened? What's going on? I think that was the wrong word. I think so too. Did most get moist? I think we should leave I, this topic before it gets any worse. I'm really good at word games like that. I'm not. I I have the brain of a lemon. <laughs> I have the tongue of an eight-year-old. What does that mean? I have the vocabulary of a thesaurus. No, so like a really bad one with like four words in it. <laughs> it's incomplete. Like like my high school transcripts. Uh, I don't know why. All right. Well, what's up, guys? That's because we both graduated high school. <laughs> and the same high school. So those oh, standards yeah. are low. Um, <laughs> it is the same high school. Very funny. I'd like a decade apart. Yeah. God, you're young. Um, this is, of course, Nerd Thug Radio, and it is Friday afternoon. You're hanging out with us, and we're hanging out with you because that's how parasites work. We're draining the life out of you slowly via radio waves. I think that was an episode of Buffy. I mean, it sounds like a solid episode. Why is this show so popular? Why can't I turn it off? It's sucking the life. Actually, no, you know what I think it was? It was an issue in one of the Starman omnibuses when Hellboy, Batman, and Starman teamed up. Wow, that's one heck of a lineup. Or maybe it was Batman, Dr. Fate, and Starman. That makes more sense than Hellboy. Well, no, because Hellboy had like a crossover thing that they that he did with Starman. Again, Starman was like the one guy who was kind of like very like noir gothic in the DC hero lineup back then. I mean, yeah, but it's just kind of I just I just think of Hellboy's really thick, bolded outlines, and him just sitting on like a page with Starman in the exact same style as he is in Hellboy. Oh no, it was. I think it was drawn by Mike Bignalia. I mean, it was it was in like it was it was very cool. Man, I'll have to I'll have to I'll have to dig those up at some point and show it to you. Um, yeah, I think it was Doctor Fate, and it might have even been Doctor Fate and the Shade were working together. Very spooky. Because the radius, so like the shades' origins were very creepy. Like a bunch of people's souls are stolen. That's how like the shadow is like born, and then the shade is the master of the shadow, and his rival was going to make another one because the shade's immortal because of the shadow. And then like, but instead of stealing like five people's lives, he was taking a little piece from everyone through like a magic radio station. Ah, and the guys were dressed up as owl people. Yeah, I think this was Starman, Doctor Fate, and Shade. Yeah. Doctor Fate's also terrifying because he just steals people's bodies. Yeah, we've talked about this. I think Doctor Fate's a bad guy, but like the Justice League just allows it. Yeah, he's definitely a bad guy. Well, yeah, I, when we started talking about it, like I honestly at this point I can't even I barely can make the argument he's a good he's a hero. Yeah, 
he's only a hero in like the grandest, most cosmic scheme of things. Right. Like, yeah. He's he only a hero because he helps existing. the guys we agree with. That's why he's a hero. <laughs> right. He keeps the Earth existing, whereas the other wizards are trying to kill it. But otherwise, he's barely a hero himself. Right. They're like, someone's trying to murder the Earth. I guess we need Dr. Fate's help again. Right. Dr. Fate, meanwhile, is like calling the souls of nine children to make a spell. And you're like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> And he's like, don't worry. They were orphans. <laughs> it's okay. I've covered my tracks. No, Dr. Fate. That's not the point. This Turns is out, like they're, the reason they're orphans is because they use their parents' souls to, to <laughs> use another spell. No one's gonna look for them because their parents have also been fodder for my spell. Darn it, Doctor Fate! Just save the earth and stop giving us details. It's like you know what? I just don't want to know anymore. <laughs> you know what? You know what? When we walk in here, we're gonna give you a problem. You're gonna help us solve it, and then we're not gonna talk about work. We're just you not can't. Gonna... You can't come back to the Justice Tower. Only when you're invited. <laughs> <laughs> I am Doctor Fate. I go over. I. Uh, you know what? It's fine. I'm, I. I have more things to do here. <laughs> it's fine. I'll just go to my temple or whatever. I can teleport to wherever I feel like. I don't know. The Tower of Fate or whatever it's called. Everything is Fate in the name because he's, he's real. He's real smart with his naming. Because <laughs> he's real not. <laughs> we get it, Doctor Fate. We get it. Have you seen my new invention, the Fate Cube? <laughs> Dr. Fate, that's just a vacuum. <laughs> yes, but it goes on its own and automatically knows where the furniture in your room is. Are you describing a Roomba? No, because it burns on the souls of the... I mean, not the souls of... <laughs> I mean, it's solar-powered. <laughs> they just ask no, how many, and he just says 42. <laughs> How many this time? Oh, there were many iterations. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Do you think like if they're investigating like disappearances and it leads to back to Doctor Fate, they're just like, "All right, well." <laughs> yeah, they get to the very end and they just like flip over, flip over like a like a brick, and it just has the, the little fate cross thing, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh." <laughs> We really should have just called him first this time. That's our fault. Yeah, and we wasted a lot of time here. <laughs> we definitely didn't need to beat up the Joker three times this one. But you know what? It was worth it. Uh, it's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we'll just uh, we'll, we'll take his invite. We just won't have him at the barbecues. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Fate's a villain. I mean, it's, he's it's just not a, even... he's just a bad guy in, in good guy disguise. Like, if they did a storyline where it was like he was just manipulating everyone the whole time, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it wouldn't even really be that shocking. Like, each of the members of the League would be like, yeah, we we figured as much. <laughs> Batman's like, yeah, I already got a dude's on the spreadsheet. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually two weeks behind schedule. I don't know. I figured oh, he'd been trained way before now, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he went to Cancun? Oh, I didn't... Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't factor. I didn't factor in the vacation time. No, yeah, Tim Sick Day. Okay, yeah, he's right on schedule. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, that was. You know, that, that was my bad. My bad. I was just miscounting. <laughs> Alfred, we're back on with the Doctor Fate plan. Operation Fate, kid. <laughs> 
everyone hates Batman just as much, but not for any real reason except for the fact that he puts a bat in everything. To the Batcave. <laughs> Bruce, everyone comes here. This is the yeah. Justice League Hall. <laughs> to the Bat Hall. <laughs> to the Bat Hall of Justice. Oh, oh come on, Bruce. That is that Forget is it. Obscene. You're very wealthy. <laughs> So you actually spent an extra million dollars to make the jet into a bat-shaped object? Why did we... <laughs> Is this necessary? Look, you guys <laughs> can fly. It was my only... It was my only... It was my only time to be cool. This is literally just cardboard cut around and then taped onto a jet. I don't know that this is necessary. It's epoxy bonded. <laughs> he just looks over at Alfred who just says sad eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look what you made him do. Now, 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 Superman, don't do that to young Master Bruce. He's 40! <laughs> he doesn't have parents. <laughs> you had two cents. <laughs> Dr. Faye's like, He's an orphan? <laughs> I could have had that so little time. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, uh, that's the kind of mood we're in today. Just riffing for 20 minutes. We just did 10 minutes on Dr. Fate and Batman both not being cool. Is there any other DC icons we can pee on? Um, the Green Lantern half the time is pretty whack. You know, I, my problem with him is that you have to like visualize all of it. So that means well, like, like, cool, cool guys the main like one, I think the main one is the lamest one. Like, I don't like... Is it, is it Hal? Yeah, Hal Jordan. He's my least favorite. I literally like all the other ones way more. Uh, well, like, John Stewart is cooler because they say he visualizes everything from the inside out. Like, he builds, like, he's an architect or something. Yeah. So, or he's an engineer or something, so he builds it from the inside out. And then Kyle Rayner is an artist, so he, like, visualizes it differently. Like, those are cool ones. Guy Gardner is just a jerk. I think, I think it's the, was it the Obsidian War? Where it's a, he gets like beat up one time and he's recovering and he makes like construct of like buxom nurses and he's like that, that part of my brain's okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Kyle, yeah. Kyle Rayner regularly was like busty nurses picking him up and helping him all the time. Like that's very funny. Hell <laughs> seems very boring. <laughs> he's just like he's he's also like his description is also the lamest one. He's just a brave guy. <laughs> The man with no fear. So he's Daredevil. No, no, no. Magic ring guy with no fear. What? So Daredevil? <laughs> Daredevil is a magic ring? No! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does the ring do for Daredevil? Can he see it? Uh... See, that would be more interesting. Where's our Green Lantern Daredevil story? <laughs> I like it more when they merge like like the heroes into weird concepts and then like it's weird things that fit together. Um, so in the Heroes Reborn thing they just did with, with the wizard, mm-hmm. who's the fastest guy alive, they did a thing where, like, Ghost Rider and Death were, like, merged into a character. So he's just two skeletons. Well, so, like, he was, like, he raced against the spirit of revenge, or whatever it was, like, whatever they called him. But it was Ghost Rider as, like, a speedster as, like, Death. It was really kind of interesting, like... All right, I'm not going to lie to you, Chief. That's a lit- DC literally did that like three years ago. <laughs> oh, did oh, yeah. The, the there's a there's a Death Flash when they all become the the new gods. Oh he, like, yeah, he outruns Death and becomes Death. 
that's not how that works, is it? Well, like, cause like he he was cause he kept running from him because what's happening is that he kept like death kept coming back like to claim him or whatever, and he just kept running away. That's a cool story. I like the idea that Flash is running out of time and is always running from death. I like that. It's kind of it's kind of like uh, did you ever see the did you ever see the the movie It Comes? No, but I wanted to. I know That's, what the premise it, is like it's always chasing you. Yeah, so like it it always chases you in a straight line no matter where you are. So running zigs and zags. Well, yeah, that's what one of the characters does. Like, they run, like, they know it's coming, so she, like, runs into the house, grabs her keys, and, like, runs through it to the back to her car because it has to follow you. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. And it's like, wow, look at that. You're losing, like, the concept of its ability in your escape method. That is intelligent. That's pretty good. I watched a video the other day, totally unrelated, but I feel like it's exactly related. This guy is standing in like knee deep water and he's pulled this giant fish. He's at the beach. He's mm-hmm. pulled this giant fish in and he's, people are yelling at him. And he's like, I'm about to let it go. It's cool. I'm about to let it go. And he lets it go and it literally swims like two feet away from him and a shark eats it. And it turns Ooh. out that the guy filming, you can hear him go, oh, they were saying shark. <laughs> oh, they weren't saying let the fish go. They were yelling shark. That make well, I mean, like same thing. Yeah, yeah. Better, <laughs> the result the is the same. You. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, uh... anyway, I like that merging of characters. That was interesting to me. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like the Ghost Rider is like the number one like easily mixable character because it's like a mantle. Kind of. Did you know that Robbie Reyes, the new Greenland uh, Ghost Rider, isn't a spirit of vengeance? He's nope. not the Ghost Rider. Yeah, they just call him that. <laughs> yeah, they they just call he's him Ghost Rider on fire. He's Ghost Rider in name only. <laughs> That's I I didn't know that, and then I found that out. Someone was telling me the storyline, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, he's like possessed by like the spirit of his uncle or something. Who like who was like made a deal with a demon or something? Yeah. So he's, he's technically not a ghostwriter. He's just possessed. Like, all we've really got to do is just hold a seance and we're cool. I mean, yeah. You know, like Lights John Constantine candles. or something. <laughs> what if someone just did that to him and just rid him of it? Like, <laughs> He's like, no, we must stop the... Oh, no. no. Oh, 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 there he goes. Oh. Shield Magic Division thinks he's just been like... <laughs> they just exercise him real fast and they're like, you okay? And he's like my powers i was one of the good guys there or it's like an invincible when they send the, the demon monkey guy back to hell oh yeah <laughs> i guess spoilers but it's been like two months it's been like two people. it's been like two months also it's not really that relevant <laughs> in the comic books he doesn't even do all of that like they basically make him a joke in the comic books so it's really interesting the way they used him in this it definitely feels like Invincible is just a like it. It's it's now because it's an adaptation has the time to like fix all the problems it had before, or just I think that was a good fake out because in the comic books it, it plays as a nice little funny bit. It's some humor too, and, and Kirkman really does a good job in Invincible of always adding just a little bit of humor to what is what would really could be like a super dark, crazy, grim story. Yeah, um, but that the contrast is really what helps it. It is, and it also makes the world feel kind of real that there are these people who, you know, just funny stuff happens. But it was a good, like, 
uh, bait and switch where you're expecting what happened because so much else follows the comic book directly. This was a good change for the better, I felt like. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to go long later in the show when we get into some other stuff, Nico. So why don't we do this? Why don't you tell our friends about The Adventure Begins and we're going to stay in and keep going and go to a break in a little bit. All right. Sounds like a plan. So The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open and in full operating hours. You are not required to wear a mask in the store anymore. However, if you do feel to be extra safe and you want to put one on, you are more than welcome to. They have uh, some events later this week. Like I change it up finally. Friday, June 11th at 6 p.m. Uh, Star Wars X-Wing Casual Meetup. This is all levels and ages are welcome. If you want to just learn or you want to get a couple games in, come on in. Saturday, June 12th at 2 p.m. is the Pokemon Meetup. June 12th at 6 p.m. is Hammer Time. That's Warhammer Tabletop. And uh, the new weekly event, Saturday, June 12th at 6 p.m. is More Magic Time. So this is Commander Meetups. Uh, so they do have... Uh, when is the... Thursday is Modern and Saturday is going to be uh, Commander. So come on in to play some... Magic the Gathering, the Commander. I don't think they have any more of the pre-constructed decks available, but those are... Oh, they sold out of them? Really? I, I saw a couple on the wall. They might they might still be there. That was, uh, like, if... that was like a week ago that I was there, so... Oh, yeah, probably not then. They uh, they sell like hotcakes. Those things fly by. They're very, they're very, very fun. They're very good. It's so um, crazy how card games have really just blown up that way. Yeah, it's 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 been it's been a while it's been a wild year for I think card games in general. A lot of people have joined even though there's less events, which is hilarious. But you can catch more there at the adventure begins, comics games and more. Look, I brought it back. There you go. Uh, fantastic store, wonderful staff, all your needs there, your comic books, your board games, your card games, right there and right there off of 1488. That's right. It's an awesome store. We uh we got lots going on with them. Uh Nico's there two or three times a month. Um I get in there at least once a month. We're hanging out there with those guys. They are wonderful. Bill's great. Uh, the staff is great. So make sure to go out there and check them out on 1488. Um, okay. So remember we were talking about Jupiter's legacy? Yeah, and how it was like big sad. And they also, they originally they said they might retool the show, right? Yep. And then they just released the cast. So Yeah, then like... they just turned around and released the cast. Well, um, Netflix didn't. However, a a search engine analytics company released their data on Jupiter's Legacy and compared it to the other streaming shows that hit number one on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And basically it did like a fifth of the traffic that the rest of them do. So even though it was number one in the Nielsen streaming ratings... And even though it was regularly in the top 10, it didn't do anywhere near... It's like Shadow and Bones debuted, I guess, the same time or maybe a week or two before. And that one already got a second season announced. And it's because it literally is doing like five times the traffic and the streams as Jupiter's Legacy. Right. So even though somehow Jupiter's Legacy has ranked ahead of it regularly, like in the rankings... It's not doing the same volume of watches, apparently. Yeah, I can definitely see that. It's definitely not the best show ever. (laughs) 
I think what happened is people like the first two episodes are, are good, and then I think those I think that's they slip from there, and I think by the end people have trailed off. Yeah, it's like if you're one of those couples who watches one or two of something a night, and then you hey, do you want to you want to watch three and four tonight? Oh yeah, we got to see what's going on. Like that one guy has the thing, and then by the time you get to the end of this one, you're just like, eh. Mm. Yeah, and I think uh, what really hurts it is that it's really its storytelling is very disjointed and hard to follow. So it's not something like if I didn't watch because I I sat down and I watched the whole thing just straight through because I had a whole day to basically do nothing. And I was like, oh, I was talking about this. Let me just blaze through this and see if it's worth it. It it wasn't. But, like, I sat down and I was like, man, if I was watching this, like, once a week or, like, catch a couple episodes today and, like, maybe, like, a couple later, like, I wouldn't know what's going on at all. Yeah, you really wouldn't. You really wouldn't know what's going on. And everything was so, like, tightly important, like, from episodes two and three and three and four, like, the things they're talking about, they don't do a good job of referencing and reminding you of. Right, like I had to so, rewatch some scenes because I was like, I feel like what I just missed was super important. Right, it turns exactly. out it was like. And then on top of that, they drag the flashback out the whole season. And the only way the flashback pays off is if they explain exactly what it is that they touched that gave them those powers, but they skipped that part. Yeah, it's just some glowy rock. Right, but like, is there? something connected to that like why are they waiting for something to come back like there's a whole bunch of question marks yeah like i like i think i got the gist of it and honestly like the entirety of the flashback sections could have been one episode or two episodes i would have done it as one episode and i would have done it probably the second episode and then i would have come back to them being mad at the sun for killing the guy at the end of the first episode Right, because it, it like it almost feels like they drop it after like the first day. Like, yeah, well, because he winds up being a clone, then they're like, "Well, it's kind of okay, I guess." And honestly, I don't really know that they could be. I don't think they even should have been mad at the kid because like two of his friends had been murdered, or three of his friends had been murdered, and he thought his dad and his mom were about to die. Like, and the yeah, it, of things. I don't, I don't really think what he did was all that. It was a fight. Like, yeah, it feels very much like. I don't think this is the right decision, guys. Like, and also there's like, like the weird. So like, ending spoilers a little bit. Like the conclusion that they get to at the end doesn't make sense. No, it really doesn't. Because they've been hinting at this one person to be the villain the whole time, and they're like, he's somewhere, he's out there, he'll be back, and then it's not him. Well, not only is it not him, it's it's not him, and like the responses from the other characters, they like he's like, oh, they're gonna say this, and then I'm gonna have control of the situation. It's like, but why would they say that? Like, we don't right. have any kind of character growth from this moment, right? We've got a grand total of thirty minutes because we spent the last two hours getting the backstory sparse Ugh. through 50 episodes so like it was such a drag out because like just kept flashing back to they did like 10 minutes of every episode was part of the stupid flashback that still doesn't actually answer what happened yeah it doesn't even go into like the later scenes or why something happened it just doesn't and they still never reveal what happens to the best friend 
No, they don't. So, like, it's all, it was a mess. It was a mess. And it was a $200 million mess. Oh, no. Yeah. How's that feel? $200 million on top of the money you had to buy, to spend just to get it in the first place. On top of, yeah, on top of buying Millar World or whatever that's called. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's okay. Now Jupiter's Legacy will sit on Netflix and never have a second season. Forever. Um, Two things real quick, and then we're going to get into what you want to do there. Um, They announced an anime in the Lord of the Ring uh, world, uh, the Battle of Rohan. Ooh. So that's probably going to come out in 12 years as animated stuff goes. Yep. Uh, (laughs) And then also there's an interesting story going on. WWE cut Braun Strowman. We talked briefly about how it was a weird fit. Um, And everyone kind of started speculating about where he was going to go next. What's going to happen? Um, It sounds like Braun Strowman really is in no hurry to do anything. Um. So, allegedly, anybody who's inquired with his agent about booking him for any kind of wrestling event, the number is five figures. All right. So, it's not... That's high for... He's not a wrestling legend of some kind, like... Like Kurt Angle, uh, remember? Do you remember a long time ago? Uh, me and Joey saw Kurt Angle at Reality of Wrestling. Yes. Okay. I'm not. I'm gonna make up the number because I don't know the number. I I know Booker T, but not well enough that he's told me numbers. Okay. Um, Kurt Angle probably got his flight paid for, his hotel, his probably got per diem, and he probably got like two grand in cash to do that night. Kurt Angle is a huge WWE legend slash icon. He was doing it for his homie, bro. He was doing it for money. He's he apparently he he might need some. I mean, he's still active in the even though his body is miserable at this point. So more than likely, he got like two grand. Now he didn't do a match of any kind, but he comes in. He he hypes up the crowd. They advertise his name on the flyer. He does a bit where he saves one of the other guys from getting his neck broke, like. The whole thing. Um, I bet if there, if he'd been like Disco Inferno came, he probably got paid. You know, somewhere between two and three thousand dollars to come down and do that. Um, asking for fifteen to you know twenty five thousand dollars to come out and do a match—that's big money for most of these smaller groups. It's still big money for New Japan and for AEW and these other guys too. But out of the Braun Strowman camp, essentially what it sounds like is he's happy. He fulfilled a lot of dreams working with the WWE. He got to meet Bill Goldberg. Goldberg took him under his wing and basically, you know, taught him a little bit about wrestling money and like what to do and how to, you know, how to live your life financially so that you don't have to do what you don't want to do. He's made good money over his six or seven years with WWE. Um, he's in his 30s. He has, he's no reason to you know, overextend himself or kind of push himself physically to, you know, he's in great shape. There's probably some pretty easy television work, movie work that he could start doing without having to deal with any 
um, wrestling. You know what I mean? Right. It, it just might be that he just wants to do something else. Well, it just it also just might be that financially he doesn't have to do anything that doesn't appeal to him now. Um, George Clooney was on Leno a million years ago. A million years ago. It was when they did the movie The Perfect Storm. This was like Clooney's like fifth like big movie where he did these blockbuster-type films. And they were talking about what he was going to do next, and Clooney said, well... Uh, my accountant told me now that I basically don't ever have to work again unless I want to. Saturday does the Batmans and all that. So he's done a couple of movies where he probably got paid 20 to $25 million. Okay, so Clooney is probably very happy financially at this point. This is, but still very early in his career. So he basically is sitting there on Leno and he starts talking about it a little bit. And basically what he says is he doesn't have to do anything now that he doesn't want to do. So he's going to do a lot more projects that interest him or benefit him in different ways instead of just more because there's, you know, he's, he's made enough money. He doesn't have to make money anymore. Um, and so the idea that you never have to work again. And so then you just get to do what you want to do. Um, if, if, if Braun truly is there, that's pretty impressive. And it's good for him. Absolutely. Good for him. Uh, George Clooney, like if you're listening, you're thinking, well, doesn't he do those Nespresso commercials? He does. Do you know what he got out of that deal? Probably stock. No. Uh, better than that. He... Nespresso for life. <laughs> he had them buy a satellite to help monitor, monitor war crimes in Africa. What? Yeah. Look it up. George Clooney. Uh, apparently that's how he met his wife, Amal, who's like a uh, human rights activist lawyer for the U.N., um, he is heavily involved. Like, so Matt Damon does the freshwater campaign in Africa. Clooney does like the he helps them build cases against like war criminals and war crimes in Africa. Wild. And so Nes- Nespresso basically, I don't know if they bought a satellite that was already up there or paid to put a satellite up into space to help monitor the like troop movements of Africa. That's insane. That's why he did it. That's crazy. Like, like apparently he went to several nonprofits and was like, what would make your guy like what would make your lives the easiest or easier to help blah blah blah, you know, help stop this stuff? And they're like, Man, if we just had something like if we had a satellite designated for Africa, like because now when things get caught, it's luckily a spy satellite happened to be going right over them when it happened. It's just poor luck. But if there was one just designated for Africa, he was like, they, everyone said like, oh, that'd be amazing. So, I yeah. George Clooney bought a satellite to monitor war crimes in Africa. Crazy. Um, all right. So all that being said, we're going to take a break here. And when we come back, Nico uh, has told me he wants to make a declaration of war. I don't know what that, I don't even know what that means. I don't even I'm know upset. What, I don't even know what, what that could possibly be about. Um, 30,000 on my head is disrespect. Oh, man. All right, so we're going to jump out to a break, and when we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun 
nerd assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, the Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IrelandStar.com. As always, make a point to check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. And just keep an eye on things. It's where we're going to post Nico's location while he's asleep so that people can watch him in person. Um, in front of a live studio audience. Keep <laughs> clapping. There you go. There you go. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Um, God, wouldn't that be so weird? And what if they set it off at the wrong time? Like, I'm in the shower. Don't laugh. But, you know, it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> all right, Nico. Uh, well, wait. Well, let me do this first. Um, everybody make sure to use the code NTR5 when they go to ComicConroe.com sign up for tickets, they're still on sale $35, I think until the end of this, until the end of June 30th $35 online, kids 800 get in for free, Kevin Sorbo is the big guest, but NTR5 will save you $5 there Okay. alright, so Nico you said, and I quote I'm going to kill them, I hope I see them nobody can ever use this against me in court, right, I'm going to murder them what were we talking about again? Uh, eBay. Oh, eBay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, what is this? You're, why are you mad at eBay? Uh, so I've been I've been using eBay for a long time. Remember, since 2018. Um, so a, a pretty decent amount of time, and I've been selling for about two years, ends and odds, and then I've been a serious card game seller for about a year. Uh, and you're talking about your different Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon. Yeah, Imagine they're pretty much Pokemon. Yeah, all, all, all of the above. I've sold and traded, well, not traded, just sold a bunch of stuff on there. I've also bought cards on there, too. Okay, and... so you are in the collectible, competitive card game. Yeah. Okay. So I was doing it before it was cool. All right, okay. So eBay, you were using eBay to do it, I'm assuming. Yeah. Now, and... eBay, you and I have talked about this before. eBay uh, takes uh, fees. It hurts a little bit. They take about 10%. Uh, actually, they don't, they don't take a percentage. Well, before, they didn't take a percentage. No, oh, they did for regular sellers. I, I used to pay a percentage of, I think, 10%. I never, uh, I never like got Monthly, though. That. Maybe I didn't do enough transactions. Um, yeah, I have, I, have, I have a little star next to my name. I'm cool. Oh, you are a jerk. All right, star boy. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you've got a star next to your name. Yeah. And, and what happened? And so, I was, you know, they, they usually, you know, I, my 90 day, like, average was about like two grand just in moving stuff. Good Lord. That is a lot of revenue. That's it's just a lot of cards. That's that's fair. Okay. It's, it's called buying two thousand dollars worth of cards and selling two thousand dollars worth of cards. That's fair. You do. I'm like, you guys, I'm like net zero. <laughs> you guys, well, you turn, you do, you'll turn around and buy just whole cases of cards. I can't argue that. I've seen you do it. Yeah. 
so like it so like we like a pretty decent amount of money and the my my fees for monthly but they're the i think the most i ever paid was like 70 80 dollars okay i mean that's still a lot though especially considering you're all you're selling is cards i mean yeah but when you're doing you know several hundred dollar transactions and you're paying 80 bucks at the very end of it it's not it's not super high okay all right okay so you were okay with the old the old way it sounds like right yeah you know 70 bucks it's it, it's annoying but like it, it really in the grand scheme of things wasn't that bad and then I, I guess they got mad at paypal or something okay and they were like you're no longer allowed to sell or you're no longer allowed to because it used to be only paypal that was the only way you could pay people on ebay correct um so how no do you longer pay the now? case so now it's just direct to accounts. Oh no. Yeah. So one, eBay now has my bank information, so not cool. Okay. Um but more importantly is that uh now they take transaction fees on every single sale. Oh um they didn't do this before, and I was like, okay, but how much is it? And I was like, oh, you know five maybe ten no try 14 14 percent of a transaction is now gone to fee yes and are you still paying a uh, like a, a, a monthly fee at the end of each month and I, so at first i was like oh well that you know if they just do 14 percent, but i don't have a monthly fee it's fine uh nope may 30th rolls around and they go uh 55 dollars please what? So now they're taking fourteen percent as you transact and a monthly fee at the end. Still, correct. Wow. Uh, so my thirty-day total in fees was. So this is these are the numbers that I was hiding from you earlier. Oh, okay, okay. You said you were going to do these on the air live. Right. Yeah. So my my thirty-day fees in the past thirty days, I've paid. $191 in fees. Holy smokes, that's a lot. My grand total for the year is 360 So in, in almost $200 since they've made the change in the last six weeks, two months, yes. whatever it is. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say... I am no longer using the babe e. I uh, that's a lot. So fourteen percent is kind of a. Okay, let's do it this way. Let's just talk it out loud here. If you buy something for ten dollars and you want to make a five dollar profit on it, you would charge fifteen dollars plus whatever else was old eBay. You would add maybe a dollar fifty two dollars because you know. So you would charge seventeen dollars for you to make five dollars of profit. On your ten dollar purchase, right? If they're taking fifteen percent off the top, plus they're still getting their fee on the back end, you've got to add an extra. So you're going to be up to nineteen dollars to make your five. Yeah. So you're going to sell something for nineteen dollars to make five dollars on it at that point. Right. So you just it it's hard to be competitive when they're taking such a massive chomp out of every single sale 
Yeah, no, I imagine that is insanity. And really, here's what's okay. So you know what's dumber about all of that, to me at least, is well, first of all, eBay at no time has been weaker than right now because right now Facebook is into the selling market as well. Um, and Instagram honestly, has one. All of these guys have one. Plus, there's four or five different apps where you can sell stuff now too. Just Fiverr and all these other little. You know, oh, move your couch, pay to you know, get paid today. Like all these different little dumb apps for local sales. So eBay is really catching heat from all sides. So the idea first that they're going to alienate PayPal, the single largest e-payer in the internet, and still one of the most secure. I've I've actually, I'm not sure I've ever heard of PayPal getting hacked. Uh, I'm not saying they're perfect. Uh, but everything else, even including credit card companies, have all had to deal with hackings. I don't know that PayPal ever has. Yeah, at least not any like major ones. Not Although that I they, ever there are, there are like PayPal fishers, but yeah, yeah, there's little stuff. Listen, someone you gave your account to somebody on accident. Like, okay, that happens. Um, but the idea that like somebody walked in and took everyone's stuff through PayPal, it doesn't. I don't think I've ever heard of that happening. Where. You know, no one, no one tend to pay ransomware because somebody hijacked PayPal. Right. Yeah. It's it's pretty secure. It's been around for a very long time for a reason. Um. But then the oh, eBay's just going to bank draft stuff now. Like that's yeah. a mistake. You don't now eBay has your banking information. Like now they're on the hook for being more. When they were using PayPal, they didn't have to know anything about your personal finances. But now they have your banking data. Now they're a massive. They're a much stronger liability and target for hacking. Right, yeah, they have your they have your bank information, and the worst part about it is that with uh with PayPal, it's it's very easy to see where the transactions from because it'll tell you so and so paid this much, this time, this date. eBay just goes, here's your money, and it just says payment from eBay, and you're like, what is this for? Who is this from? Yeah, that's and not it's never. It's not it's not on the same day because eBay doesn't pay you the same day because that would be nice. That is not helpful at all. It is the worst. It it it's honestly, and I've I've been there for so long, and I was a proponent of it because I'd made, I was making decent money off of it, but now it's it's, it's non-existent. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. So so have you moved somewhere else? Yes, I have. I've moved to the the online marketplace that I have used for forever, TCG Player. <laughs> So you now have gone to a specialized website just for collectible cards because Correct. eBay has so greatly impacted your ability to do business. Correct. See, this is a, this is a massive mistake for them. eBay want, should be wanting to dip their toes a little bit into everything. And the idea that they were going to push people away into more niche markets only hurts them because you're a whole group of buyers and sellers that now aren't using eBay for anything. Right, yeah, because I'm I'm completely out. Like I'm, there's no way I'm coming back outside well, if, of. And, and if somebody's already using a specialized website for buying and selling, like the TCG, uh, whatever it is, they're not. They're less inclined to go to big general databases because they know that specific ones are better for them. So they will target groups and stuff like that for whatever it is they're looking for. If they're looking for furniture they'll look for furniture groups that buy and sell furniture. They're not going to go back to eBay and search for a couch. Right, yeah. 
Plus, now that eBay is just, there's tons of people now that everyone knows that there's a lot of eBay scammers. Um, and I think the I think the separation from PayPal came from uh, eBay having to front. Actually, it's not even eBay. It was PayPal having to front a ton of bills uh, with uh, fraudulent eBay accounts going well, nuclear. And, and PayPal probably expected eBay to do something about it, which eBay should be doing something. If eBay is knowingly perpetrating fraud and letting fraudulent buyers, you know, create more fake names and logging in, but they don't want to check ISPs and stuff like that. Well, it was, it was, it was actually, it was, it would, it would be sales. It would either be someone, what they would call uh, kamikazeing their, their PayPal account, or it would be someone getting hacked. Right. But ultimately eBay could see the ISPs from those logins. Yeah. So they should be able to know like, Oh, Hey, this, this account with three years of history logging in from Cleveland, just logged in from South Korea. Well, even 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 more important, more importantly, is that like they'd be selling products that they had nothing to do with. My absolute right. favorite one was uh, there was a there was a uh, it's not like a famous case or anything. It's just one I know off the top of my head. Um, there was a there was a like a, it was like a it was like an eight year old account, and they were selling like it, like small stuff like women's clothing and like knickknacks. Like very much seemed like a personal account that you know they grew yeah. a little bit. And it's just, it had, you know, tons of sales and decent standing. And then one day they were just like, yeah, we're selling Magic the Gathering boxes now. <laughs> and like, not even like a few of them, like by the truckload. Yeah, sounds legit. Uh, like, I'm talking, pro- I think I think the number was like $30,000 in sales. All of um, them. Uh, yeah, they dipped. People paid and they never, they... They paid okay, so it was the extra dumb because it was, it was a pre-order. Oh yeah, so they're never gonna get it. Yeah, and because of the way eBay has it set up, at least at the time, you couldn't open a dispute against something until a week later. <laughs> and so because by that time, the money is super gone. Yeah, uh, so that money is not only hit their PayPal, but is probably out of that PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> That money is gone, gone. That money's already been spent twice. Like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Not only is it out of your account, it's out of their account. <laughs> yeah, they've already spent it. Yeah, it's gone. And so they just they just go and they crash their 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 PayPal. They can never use PayPal again. But it like it doesn't matter. It wasn't, they it wasn't the anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I and I get it. Like that's what I'm saying is is eBay would have been the the first arbiter of defense against that by being like, oh, this account broke all of its patterns and trends, and logged in from a suspicious area. Yeah, but instead they did. They nope. Well, users are users. Yeah. So this is my official trash talk of eBay. No, I'm with you. I um. That's a terrible, terrible way to do business. I don't understand that at all. I don't understand getting rid of the PayPal either. I think that's a big mistake. Yeah, getting rid of PayPal, having to use your bank information, and then eBay just deciding that they're just going to eat all of your profits. Yeah, that doesn't work. 15% fees and getting rid of PayPal. Between the two of them, they were expect they should have been expecting massive movement from there. But maybe that's what they want. Maybe they want fewer users. Maybe more I know curated. we're against it here, but I read an article the other day where banks are uncomfortable right now because uh, corporate deposits are at an all-time high. 
and corporations aren't willing to spend the money or use the money or let the banks loan the money. So because it's just sitting in accounts, the banks are getting uncomfortable because there's a rule that they have to be able to cover 2% of all deposits no matter what. And there's mm-hmm. just a bunch of just, you know, tens of millions of dollars, billions of dollars in cash, excess cash corporations are sitting on because they're trying they're being conservative with everything going on in the economy. And so the bank is stuck with money that it's not allowed to lend out, but is being forced to hold. And the banks are getting to the point where they're trying to encourage their corporate partners to use like small, like other like credit unions and stuff. Like <laughs> they're like, Hey, can you just open a bank with a, uh, open an account with a smaller bank and put some of the sitting money there so that they can hold on to it for a little while. Cause we don't want to hold much more of your money that you're not using. Right. Which is a weird thought, but then you start thinking about they have uh, they have obligations. They got to be able to cover up to two percent at any time. Like there's a lot going on there where just sitting money in massive amounts can make them uncomfortable. You're sitting in a room with two billion dollars. You can't touch it. <laughs> You're just staring at it, and they're just like, "Can someone move this? Like, we don't want to. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna blow. You like, can't touch it. And it's your responsibility. No one touches it. <laughs> right. Um. All right, so that was a good episode. I'm in, I'm happy with your fiery anger there. I'm I'm just mad. Come visit my store at Thunder Emperor's TCG, right there on TCG Player. You didn't name it Shuffles. No. You th- is that why you texted me a good name for a card store? Yeah. And my answer was Shuffles. It's a good name, but it was taken already. In my head, you could use a picture of a penguin. Oh, that's really cute. See, now I bet you wish you'd done it. Well. It's okay. It's a reference to a, a now defunct card game. Rest in peace, buddy. Fight. <laughs> May you live long in our memories and my house because I own it. God, you're a drama queen. All right. Um, on behalf of little brother Nico and myself, the Adventure Begins Comics Games and More, and the NTR five code for Comic Conroe. Same nerd thug time. Same nerd thug channel. Uh, make sure to go check out Nico's TCG Players Card Game Store to buy all of your card game needs. Uh, this boy's got to put himself through medical school to be a doctor to pull my head out of my butt. Um, please keep getting your shots, keep getting vaccinated. Next month, there's a couple of conventions we're going to be at. We would love for you to be there too, and we would love for you to be healthy when you're there. Uh, let's get rid of this stuff so that we can stop wearing masks and we can start seeing people's ugly faces again. Uh, this has been Corey DLG with Nerd Thug Radio. We will see you on Monday at 2 p.m. We're out. Hello, Conroe. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Wanting to let everybody know that there is a comic book convention called Comic Conroe, coming July 23rd through the 25th, right here at the Lone Star Convention Center. Interested parties should go to facebook.com backslash comic Conroe with two C's there in the middle. And people interested in buying tickets, they're only $35. Kids 8 and under get in for free. Interested parties should also check out using the discount code NTR5 for a $5 savings off their ticket. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.